0: It's the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast.
1: The wise and venerable Howard Ruff.
0: Okay, the wise and venerable. <laughs> Go in front of stodgy middle-aged councils who have no idea what they're doing. If oh, they're yeah! Plans, if you right have it? nowhere to live,
1: like yeah, now you're homeless. God and just I, puts it on your roof. There you go. He just places it there he for you. He literally places the Here most important you go.
0: resource in your life and on your like, roof. And
1: you're like, no, I don't want that.
0: So today's topic is primary considerations when buying an off-grid property. Mm-hmm. Fun. Land is definitely shot up in price. Uh, well, I, should say, I shouldn't say that. Real estate has shot up in price. There's still a lot mm-hmm. of really affordable land out there. Bare mm-hmm. land. Nobody yeah. wants it where we live it's one of the uh you know it's it's not very densely populated and you can still find land maybe not directly beside us but in our region for fifteen hundred dollars an acre yeah if you know what to look for it's amazing now there's you gotta buy a minimum of a hundred acres there's a lot of oh no a
1: hundred acres don't make me but i me. mean <laughs>
0: There's oak trees here. Like it's good land, and it's economically undervalued, wildly undervalued, and that is totally different than prepping an off-grid property.
1: Yeah, yeah. There are there's still good land out there.
0: Yeah. And
1: today we're gonna run through the six considerations when you're looking to get off-grid. Yeah. Uh, Those are regulations, Mm -hmm. airability.
0: Yeah, it has to be able to grow something.
1: Yeah, uh, sun hours, Mm -hmm. acreage yep water yep. sources mm-hmm. and neighbors
0: yeah you don't need a lot of acreage um there was a, that old book 10, Ten acres, acres and enough. Enough. great we love book. that book still love it it's it's yeah. every once in a while we'll, we'll remember something from it anyway we live and generally support ourselves we even did all of our meat last year mm-hmm. we did a big round of meat kings um we have what
1: do we actually use maybe two three acres no
0: no no well the vineyard is, the is a couple of acres mm-hmm. but we still haven't used that for self-sustaining mm-hmm. that's just going to be a perk maybe next year yeah but we maybe use an acre and a half of our land we have 13 acres and most of it i it's don't even woods. see it's, it's, just, it's woods yeah some and of it we haven't even been to no exactly First, we need to thank today's sponsor, the EcoFi Battery Company. They make a line of easy, powerful off-grid systems in a box. They have lithium iron phosphate batteries, pure sine wave inverters, and solar charging, all built into one uh, compact little system. Visit uh, EcoFi.com, that's E-C-O-F-I-I dot com.
1: And you can visit our website for $150 off your first unit.
0: Yeah, so primary considerations for land, uh, once again, kind of the six categories, regulations, you know, permits, zoning, arability. can you grow anything on it? Sun hours, if you're on a north-facing slope, you're gonna have a lot of trouble powering Mm -hmm. your home. How many acres, uh, how many acres do you need versus how many can you use? Yeah. Water sources, do you get enough rainwater? Is there a creek, a pond? underground stream mm-hmm. or spring and uh, and what are your neighbors like
1: yeah that right? can be a hard one to figure out but you can kind of infer yeah. some things and you, neighbors you can. can be a problem
0: neighbors can be a problem <laughs> they um, can make
1: a very nice place become we have, an unliv- unlivable place
0: yeah we have okay neighbors but i'd prefer no neighbors yeah you know it's yeah. they're fine they're yeah. fine
1: So, can we start with regulations? What would you look for?
0: Is it friendly to owner builders, and alternative building methods, or experimental building methods? Yeah, yeah. A lot of places, you know, you really have to hear, like, I couldn't imagine what living in Britain would be like. Mm -hmm. See those shows where they go in front of stodgy, middle-aged councils who have no idea what they're doing? Yeah, and preventing you from building your dream home, or because really they any don't home? like
1: the color of your shingles. Yeah,
0: or that one particular day they're in a weird mood. Yeah, it's weird. It's Terrible. not even a government body. Well, no, it is, but people. it's not trained people.
1: It's awful. Like uh, also how easy would it be to get approval for your solar system Mm. and do they Mm -hmm. deal with a lot of them in that area yeah are they going to be experienced Mm
0: -hmm. if it's a new thing to uh, to a lot of building authorities they can come down really hard and like over inspect you and if they
1: require things that are just ridiculous because they're trying to be super safe
0: super diligent exactly yeah. yeah can you live in an rv or a temporary structure uh, While well, you build, That's, yeah. There's a lot of places of, don't let you do that. Lots of
1: people kick you out, and yeah. you know, even little tiny houses and stuff, they'll mm-hmm. they'll make you move it, and that could put like a complete damper on. your Oh, yeah. If you have nowhere
0: to live, like yeah.
1: Now you're homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, anything weird and ridiculously strict, like banning rainwater. We talked about that in episode three, I think. Yeah. That's a really good indication of what everything's going to be like living in that area.
0: Yeah. If they have ridiculous caveats in place for silly things like rainwater or what's another one? You know, adding
1: oh, have you heard Shay Elliott's trying to add a laundry room in her basement and okay. a bathroom and it's been like over a year I think but she's in oh Oregon. My. It's
0: like Right. Painful. I think they're they're it's against ra- they're against rainwater too
1: they're also against rainwater. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. have cheap land and you've got no water.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you can't do anything to your house yeah. or build and a so, house. Yeah. So you know you're
1: you're like yeah. applying to like three different bureaucratic boards to get your approval for what should be very simple. So the next point you need to think about is arability. Can you grow stuff and how's the soil?
0: Yeah, we're lucky here. Like the things we like to grow grow really well here. Yeah. Like the vines that we've planted, oh. we frankly just neglected them the first year or two years. Who would have
1: known? Vines like to be they neglected. They love
0: it. They don't like to be watered, which is great because year, like, year two here was <laughs> pretty bad for water. They don't water. like to
1: be fertilized. Yep. They like sand. Mm-hmm. They just like neglect, and that's yeah. my kind of gardening. And that's
0: what we have. What are the other farms in the area growing? It um, gives you
1: a good indication. Sometimes. It can. You know,
0: it's funny. We talked about this just the other day. <laughs> They grow a lot of root crops here, a lot of cabbage, and those are our worst crops.
1: And a lot of subsidized crops.
0: Soy. Lots soy, of soy. Soy,
1: winter wheat. And like in our
0: experience in our in our garden on the same land, the slugs get our early beans, the the sandflies or whatever yeah. they are eat the cabbage, the but young cabbage. But that's because we don't spray. Well, we don't spray, but obviously those are the natural predators, so grow a different crop. Mm-hmm. So you can't always I would say what are they growing? But commercial but farmers just—they just, they just they bludgeon just their way through things.
1: They just grow what they've always grown. What they've and they always grow grown. What the government's going to pay them to grow. And
0: you can't see me doing the air quotes. What they've quote always grown has <laughs> only been effect in effect since like the eighties. Yeah,
1: it's not like two hundred and fifty years ago no, they weren't growing. There is zero a of farming heritage. Yeah. in
0: Canada. And yeah. I'm sure a lot of the states. Yeah. It's all very, very They're new. growing
1: what's subsidized and most of it doesn't go to humans. Yep. And it's kind of gross. Okay. Yeah. So what are the farms in the area growing? That's a terrible point. That's a terrible <laughs> point, Annie. Don't say that. Okay. <laughs> I would like you to look in your area to see if there are any small orchards or mm. small vineyards. Yeah. Because that is an indication that you can grow real food, not just whatever the farmers are
0: growing that's true yeah we have a lot of orchards yeah. around us yeah. and
1: just because the neighboring farmers aren't growing fruit doesn't mean that you can't do it there
0: yeah that's true
1: the farms in the area, it might give you an indication of the soil quality and mm. the way that the previous people will treat the soil.
0: That's true. They do a good job of that here with crop rotation. Yeah. yeah. But if
1: everyone in your area is growing thousands of acres of Monsanto harvest resistant corn, you might have an uphill battle with trying
0: to grow your organic garden. Yeah. Right? Like
1: you've got a lot of soil building to do.
0: A lot of poison to fight. And yeah. I think, I think those beetles that we see with the stripes on them, yeah. I think So, once upon a time, Thomas Edison harvested goldenrod f- to make rubber, a rubber alternative. Right. I think those beetles are genetically engineered to attack crops. They're so weird looking. They're they only come out horrific. on the nightshades. They're horrible.
1: They're horrific. Yeah. Okay. So, eking out a living in the high desert scrub is a whole lot harder than growing a years worth of food in Missouri. Yes. Uh, yeah. Your incredibly cheap land might not be such a good deal when you still have to buy all your produce at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And you still have to buy hay for your animals and, like, truck it for 500 miles. <laughs>
0: Billyland.
1: Yeah, Billyland. Billyland.
0: It sounded great. And then I'm in Klamath Falls, and it's just scrub. Yeah. Just desert. You just can't grow like anything. Nothing You, can't, you can't live
1: on an RV. No. You can't get any septic approved, and nope. there's no way you could possibly ever drill the well. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, But the it's land unlovable. is cheap. It
0: might as well be the moon. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, so... You you have to make sure it's arable land. But, unfortunately, for a lot of people who are considering this lifestyle, uh, as we we weren't quite destitute, but we were definitely trying to decide whether to get a mortgage and a bigger house, or we were right. changing direction. Yeah. And when we decided to come out here, one of the first things we realized is we didn't want to spend our savings that we had yeah. on land and not be able to build a house. So we, we got the most affordable land we could. Which Within reason. we knew it was in a decent area, but it's economically, it was in what was to be what was considered a um, kind of a downtrodden yeah, it's area. Like blue
1: collar, it, Which, frankly, you know, what? as a prepper, I like blue collar. I do too. People know how to do stuff, everybody has Your a neighbors garden, are everybody busy, has tools. They work,
0: they take care of themselves. If you need
1: something, yeah. you call somebody, he can come and help mm-hmm. you. And, and we're kind of we're
0: kinda blue collar too, so we yeah. fit in. But what I'm getting at is it's one thing to find the perfect land but it all comes down to the to the cost and can you afford this land
1: yeah and will you still be able to build that house and put up your solar array and fill your pantry before the fall so without debt
0: no and that was the primary reason why we ended up on our land we had i'd say a half a dozen pieces of land when Mm -hmm. we were shopping to choose from so we had a pretty decent like it met all our criteria it was over 10 acres we just started with over 10 acres honestly we could have done with five yeah and so, all things considered, it came down to the price. Now we got lucky because uh, it ended up on a south-facing slope. Mm-hmm. So the vine was southwest-facing slope. But
1: we we didn't even see it. It was sight unseen.
0: It was sight unseen because you know
1: we were we literally were moving across. Other, we were on the country. other side of
0: the country. Yeah. And nothing's affordable on the on the west, on the west side coast, of the country. Yeah. It's not. It's not affordable for a long, long time throughout Canada. Mm-hmm. And the east coast here, it's it's. Uh, I said it earlier. It's wildly undervalued. And it's the a part. way
1: milder climate. It is with a much longer growing yeah. season.
0: Well, it's. I mean, it, economically, it crashed out here in the '90s. You know, yeah. there was shipbuilding and there was a lot more mining and there was a, yeah. a healthy real estate industry. And now there's a ton of homesteaders. And now there's a ton of homesteaders. There, there's more mini homes popping up every time i go to town mm-hmm. it's i see a new little homestead and you can yep. tell they're just like scraping by most of them because they don't care what it looks like yeah which is That's totally great. fine it'll you be gotta, pretty in five years it'll be pretty eventually i mean just this year we finally made our courtyard that we built
1: it's super cute
0: now. it's super cute but it started out as a hand dug swampy hole <laughs> For that first year, it was... I mean, honestly, it was great because we, we own our land. Yeah. So everything was awesome. Everything's secondary. Yeah. If you
1: own the ground under your feet yeah. and you haven't before and you were always facing the next rent payment or the next yeah. mortgage payment, at a certain point, you should just take what you can get and yeah. make the best of it. And you can always do greenhouses and...
0: <clears throat> yeah. And that ties on to what I what i opened saying is... If you have a mortgage, you still don't own your land. Yeah. like it You're ends. just renting from the bank. You're just renting from the bank. Yeah. yeah. It happened in the, in the 2009 financial crisis. Yeah, and it's going to happen terms again. Change. It's going to happen because again. Because
1: now people have paid a lot more money than they should have for yep. properties, and now the interest rates are going to go up, and it's not going to be pretty. So and if you not, can avoid debt yep. by buying land that's not quite so fancy, mm-hmm. I'm all for that. Yeah. So should we talk about our next point?
0: yeah sun hours yeah when you're off the grid you think about sun and weather all, the, all time. the time, every waking moment. Every morning, is,
1: we're both on the apps, yeah, looking at different weather. weather apps. Mm-hmm. How how are we gonna plan our day? Can I run the laundry yet? Mm-hmm. Can I run the dishwasher? Do yeah. I have to wait till after lunch? Yeah, Your whole life revolves around the, the weather. The, the
0: tiptoe around not running the generator, right? right and I mean, we have a. Really, I hate the generator. Oh, I, I will ha- do I hate anything to not run too. the generator. I still have to fix the other one that I was talking about earlier about how it lost the um, a stepper motor every hundred hours. Yeah, it
1: just—it just happens. It's it just, just happened a few days ago. And if you're the kind of guy who's been in the city lately with a desk job, you kind of have to get used to the fact that you have to learn maintenance again.
0: I was not in any way mechanically trained. Yeah. I never worked on my cars. But knew, you got—you got to just take
1: YouTube uh, yeah. University and figure this stuff you out. You do. Yeah
0: love youtube university
1: <laughs> so at minimum how many hours a day should you be looking for like if you like google it on a map how many peak hours you want to go for
0: four if you can get four peaks sun hours a day that'll really help yeah help you size uh, size your system newer panels are, are better well monocrystalline panels are better in low light conditions mm-hmm. as opposed to polycrystalline yeah
1: like when we we're on the west coast yeah they did pretty well even in yeah. like overcast and stuff.
0: Yeah, they do they do well. Actually, we had 12 and then I recently added 6 and it more than doubled my yeah. my was low a light weird capacity. Math. So clearly the new 6 panels are better at low light than yeah. the the 12 panels. And
1: just just for an idea, we have 18 now. Yeah. And it's 18 uh, they're how about big are they?
0: 260 watt panels. Yeah. There. And they're by no means new. Like, I, w-
1: I would I would get 6 more if we could. But yeah. we do fine with the.
0: We do, yeah. We with the hardly ever have to run the generator, yeah. and we we use pretty heavily. Yeah, there's the nine people
1: here. We're running the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. We got freezers and fridges and all sorts of stuff. Yeah,
0: big deep freeze. Um, yeah, most the spring we were running two fridges and two deep freezes yeah and the winter we did that too yeah
1: but you know it's july now so the pantry's looking bare Mm -hmm. and the freezers are looking a little more empty so we're down to one and one which
0: also with the sun hours and this kind of gets into the construction of your system i didn't want to spend 10 dollars on a streamlined aluminum solar rack Mm -hmm. so i just built it out of wood yeah it's fine i i I, you
1: could use strut.
0: You could use strut. strut yeah, like electrical decent, strut. Yeah. Yeah, but I built it out of wood soft wood lumber. Yeah. And it's going on 3 years now and it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's I it was a it was a stretch because I had to get the panels up. They were on the ground. I was constantly having having to shovel the snow off them. Yeah. And dig them out. So I had to get them on the roof and they're great. So yeah. Build a wood rack. It's fine. Yeah, it's totally it's fine. Totally fine. Yeah.
1: you can aim your panels for the winter and summer, and that yeah. also makes a huge difference if you, you live further north.
0: Uh, my wood rack is just it's it, it's stationary. It doesn't it's always aim for winter. So actually, some of my worst sun is right now. Yeah, because they're aimed for winter, so they're practically straight up and down. And the reason for that wasn't so much for a collection, but we discovered that where we live the snow sticks to the panels it's
1: so sticky like yeah. crazy
0: so my panels are at like 87 degrees nearly mm-hmm. vertical and the snow still sticks to them yeah like not all the time a lot they less heat now.
1: up when the sun they hits heat up when them the sun and it off. slides
0: off so you don't have to brush them off but
1: having them always yeah. at the winter angle is fine because yeah. in the summer we're getting more sun so it's, we can make up for it yeah it's
0: cheaper to buy more panels than it is to get into yeah. any kind of solar tracking yeah
1: if you've used solar mapping or solar trackers like you've used those and they're both
0: yeah just like a simple chart tool that has the um, i don't even know what the terms are the latitude (laughs) and the azimuth like all the
1: longitude yeah all laid out on it (laughs) and you just
0: hold it up and and there's some pretty cheap tools out there
1: yeah if you've chosen your home building site you need to keep a close eye also on the trees yeah. and the shadows, Yeah, right? and that's just
0: learning. Like, we yeah. cut down a few trees m- more and more. Like We're constantly like, I
1: don't want to cut down too many trees. I and know. then there's still shadows on the panels. So <laughs> then we cut down a few more trees and then there's still shadows. Um, if you do have to clear trees, it's uh-huh. nice to put your panels north of your garden. And mm. then the cleared land is your garden. So yeah. I always like a bigger garden. <laughs> that's that's a little bonus for me.
0: Yeah. So getting into acreage. Yeah. How many acres do you need? We did touch on this earlier we survive pretty well on an acre and a half we use the rest
1: of it for wood mostly we do yeah and we barely do need a wood lot especially if you live like i mean really anywhere north of texas you need a wood lot you need
0: to be able to heat your home and we heat primarily on wood we do about eight cords of wood a year i think Mm -hmm. i mean our home is three thousand square feet we've got two wood burning stoves so it's it's pretty big but the straw bale design helps with that yeah but yeah, you, you have to figure out how much how much wood you need. So I can see on year five now, a lot of my woodland... Lo- I, I could see in a couple more years, like I might be able to harvest it again. Mm-hmm. Some of those trees go really fast, yeah. those wild cherries and stuff. Yeah,
1: it Could mm. be tempting to take on too much or too little, right? Yeah. Like-
0: Financially, you want to take on a small as amount as you can i would say sometimes
1: the bigger chunks of land are a better deal though yeah
0: I mean. and i mean if it's more barren if you've got more land you could balance out the harvest yeah, right for sure our land is very bountiful for the for for the yeah, forest so yeah. we don't we're really, always pushing the forest back. we're always pushing the forest back yeah yeah
1: uh the if you have acreage that's wetland or you can't really be used to grow food or even like to pasture your animals yeah I wouldn't even count that towards the number of acres that you think you're gonna have yeah like, just if, ignore that if land. it's
0: a swamp you you can't do anything with it yeah um, all
1: it's gonna do is feed, mosquitoes, so yes, try it's and gonna your feed mosquitoes not there yeah having a woodlot is vital if you live again, in the north yeah. and we would kind of recommend 15 acres if you're looking to not have to buy a lot of hay or firewood
0: or protein yeah, or produce would be good. And yeah, I think I think any less than that, it would be it would be a stretch.
1: Yeah, if you if you want to eventually be able to subdivide or give your kids some homes on your land, I would say ten per person.
0: Yeah, at least five per person. Yeah. Um, but ten per person, if you're you know if your children plan on raising their own families, you want to look at mm-hmm. about ten acres per person. Yeah, if you're
1: talking about like yeah. a legacy property. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hmm. If it isn't feasible. Yeah. You want to be really pragmatic about what things you can do on your land to create the most value possible.
1: hmm Like if you're gonna plant intensive gardens and go really vertical, mm, like yeah. maybe you could do that and that would save you a big amount on your grocery bill and then you could just find a local farm to buy your beef yeah. and your milk.
0: Like we're we're taking our watermelons vertical this year. Yeah. We noticed they, they, they would but climb like on anyways, the other plants. They like yeah. climbing. And maybe, we just have the small ones. Maybe
1: you'd even plan to bring in your firewood instead of harvesting your own wood if you can only really afford yep. pasture and garden and house.
0: Yeah, like wood here is about $200 a cord. It, and It makes have, it uh, hard have to friend, justify buying that land. It, it does, but we have a friend who runs a mill mm-hmm. and he always has scraps. Mm-hmm. And so he sells me his scraps for about $100 a cord. And mm-hmm. it's just as usable. In fact, it's even more usable because I don't have to you know deal with the branches and season it and he lets it dry in his yard all year and there's there's, i've heard of a half a dozen guys with mills around here doing that kind of thing
1: yeah
0: we'd like to thank our second sponsor the episode thrive life freeze-dried food i can't say it enough i love it they're great products we use thrive life for quick snacks and meals it's a lot cheaper than takeout, and I know what's in it. It's good stuff. Non-GMO, uh, high-quality American stuff. Use the referral code on our Friends Affiliates page for a 15% discount on your first order. Visit offgridprepfamily.com forward slash friends. They have the number 10 cans. They have They meats. Call them pantry cans. Pantry cans. Yeah. Love the pantry cans. Yeah, it's They're great handy. stuff.
1: So the next thing to consider are your water sources. Yeah. Two is one, one is none. We always say that.
0: Nice redundancy.
1: Yes, that is the key to life. I
0: never thought about redundancy. Yeah. I always enjoy living off the grid. We did, we did it in uh, Central America for a bit. It was lovely.
1: We did it on the West Coast. That we did was easy. The West
0: Coast. Yeah, we that did was it easy, south. frankly. It was easy. We did yeah. it
1: in the prairie, so uh-huh. it was not so easy. That
0: was nearly impossible.
1: But yeah. redundancy. You need like a well and rainwater catchment and a creek. Yep. If if you have like a year-round crank, yeah, uh, something, I mean, that would even open the door to hydroelectric.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. micro hydro. Yeah. I've I've heard a lot of people doing that. I've never done it myself, but...
1: And you also have to consider, is there going to be groundwater contamination from your neighbors? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That gets back into rainwater, which we love rainwater. We'll never stop talking about it. I never thought about it. We grew up with city water when we were kids and never and really thought well about water, water and then and well water then it was like and oh that's
1: fine and then you're constantly having to shock your well and yeah. you're always wondering if you can make the baby bottle from the well and <laughs> is this gonna turn my baby blue yeah is there a feedlot up the river yeah it's, it's not great i would use well water as my plan c personally yeah but no, i mean
0: it'd be a plan b because the creek is so skeezy and you never oh yeah. know what fertilizers are going to be in it mm-hmm. But with the rainwater, it's just, it still rains in a lot of places. And you just you just have to co- collect it and put it in tanks. God and just I, puts it on your roof. There you go. He just places it there <laughs> for you. He literally places Here the most you important go. resource in your life and on roof. And you're like, your no,
1: I don't want that.
0: <laughs> you know, actually, too, I should talk a little bit about the kind of roof.
1: You mm. have, right?
0: Because if you've got shingles, wood or asphalt,
1: right. you're going
0: to get moss growing on them in climates where you get rain.
1: Right. Right?
0: So that's going to impede your water flow. I can't imagine it's going to add to the cleanliness of your water. I wouldn't think so. So we have a steel roof.
1: Yeah. We and, we, and we pressure washer it off and it's yeah,
0: great. We don't really have... It gets a little dusty sometimes. Uh, one of the details of rainwater is I wasn't sure mm. what it was going to be like with all the stuff going in the tanks. We've never had a mouse go in. Mm -hmm. I think they just know that they're gonna die. I I don't know what (laughs) it is. We don't have really uh, pest problems here. Yeah, we're we're pretty lucky. Um, You
1: could put a little like
0: I could put a guard on there. I'd have to clean it out all the time. Anyway, it's just open to above.
1: Yeah. So the next and the last point and possibly the most important is neighbors. What are your neighbors like? Are they gonna be a problem? Are there giant dogs on the loose that yeah. are going to just be a constant headache to your kids and your animals?
0: Yeah, that's a big one. Is people with big dogs? Big dogs. I know a lot of people like dogs.
1: I don't think that dogs are people.
0: Dogs we take good people.
1: care of our animals. If they you're had using to go. dogs for security, yeah, that's, that's great as long as you're yeah. training them, but if you can drive around and see dogs on the loose yeah. i personally would not buy that property nope, i
0: wouldn't go anywhere if near at it
1: all possible yeah i would go try and find that little old bitty in the neighborhood who's always looking out her window and knows everything about everybody
0: bring and her, i would bring, bring her, bring a, her
1: a pie a yeah pie. totally yeah and i would get her to spill her guts about everybody yeah. in the neighborhood yeah, and she have... would love to do it yeah
0: you want to have good neighbors yeah, yeah you really do
1: at least not bad neighbors that's yeah. what i'd be aiming for yeah <laughs>
0: So this conversation could go on so much longer. Um, I'm afraid we have to wrap it up again, but we'll be continuing an extended version in the Discord server. Thank you to our Patreon family for helping us get the show out. Check out patreon.com slash family if you want to show your love to the show, ask questions, and continue uh, the discussion. Patreons also enjoy exclusive merchandise mailed out every season, printables, eBooks, and lots more. We'd like to leave you with the quote of the day. Today's quote is from Howard Ruff. Howard Ruff? I've never heard of Howard Ruff. I
1: don't know. <laughs> it's from Howard Ruff. The wise and venerable Howard Ruff.
0: Okay. The wise and venerable. <laughs> it wasn't raining. Oh, I like the quote. I say this. Yeah. It wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. Yeah. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye, everybody.